0: Welcome to the Alive Lauren Podcast. This is the place of celebrating juicy, soulful, whole living, which is ultimately just the embracing of all and the mysteriousness as well and the things that we just can't figure out, but just trusting. Trusting in a, in a bigger picture in a grand scheme that is unfathomable and beyond our comprehension in the most beautiful way possible. And yes, it's a place of celebrating conscious business, blessings, stories, musings, and today takes a little bit more of a story trajectory. So I teach adults online, second language English, and I felt really privileged today to have a conversation with a student of mine who was born in the Soviet Union and whose grandparents were from Ukraine, and whose mother built most of her life in Moscow, Russia. And yeah, I just really felt blessed to have had the opportunity to hear from somebody who very close to home with what's happening at the moment with Ukraine and Russia. And it's really so many agendas going on with news reporting that to actually have connected to a person, to hear her story, to hear what is going on in her heart and mind and soul and being, and to sort of share as a voice um, from inside, um, you know, because all the stuff that's happening and all these sanctions and things that are happening, you know, where they're like against Russia, you know, you've got one kind of leader who's one person who's, who's of the setup has a certain authority and he's taking actions, but there's so many just people people who, who don't want any of this, who are in so many people on so many fronts who get caught in, in the crossfire. And I felt so blessed and I wanted to share um, of my conversation because it really gave me insight and, and um, yeah, just perspective and not that there's anything that can be said or done or fixed. It was just... Um, <sighs> I felt grateful and blessed and I'm sharing it with the hope that just hearing from someone's voice from the inside, just to keep that human connection and that human experience and knowing that we are all people and that I hope that you also gain um, and feel some value and blessing in in having heard from a person's perspective. Um, and I know there's many different but so, yeah, she shared with me how her, she'd been born, yes, in the Soviet Union and grew up in between Moscow and Ukraine that her parents, her grandparents both worked in education and they were from the Ukraine and growing up literally from when she was born until she was about 10 years old. Um, because they were in education, they'd actually go for like the fourth term of the year. And as she had, she was the oldest. And as there were other siblings that they would spend sort of the last term. In Ukraine and then remain on there for the holidays. So, she very much grew up. She knows the language, the culture. Um, it, Ukraine was also like just home away from home. And otherwise, growing up in in Moscow, and it's just beautiful to share. Just saying that these are people she knows so intimately, and Ukraine and Russia. There's so much. These are this is family. Um, so if I go over, I took copious notes because I really wanted to just share from what, um, this conversation to pass on to you. And she was saying, we went back. So I asked her to sort of understand because she said there's been these comments, um, from Putin, Putin side about the fascism and fascists and referencing Ukraine. And she was like, Ukraine fought against fascism and fought to protect Moscow and, um, if anything, like they just were so heavily, heavily hit during World War II that it certainly is not a place of, of, um, standing for fascism at all. And what well, was just beautiful. So she took me back in time. And she said that during the war, that World War II, that together with Belarus, um, after Belarus, Ukraine was the second sort of Soviet country to enter to become part of World War II. And she also shared that apparently in Ukraine, the, the, the numbers of Jewish people that were killed in, in Ukraine were amongst the highest, if not the highest, but a, a lot of people died. Um, and what she explained here was that at the beginning of the war, it's also interesting because I remember during high school, during World War II, but then also there's so many different people and opinions and points of view that you get taught kind of a certain timeline. So she shared with me, so in 1939, when the war began, it began with Germany invading Poland. And Germany signed an agreement with Russia and formed an alliance. So when that uh, took place, Russia actually was invading Poland from the one side and Germany was invading from the other side. And that apparently then when they won – The German and the Russian troops were marching in Warsaw in triumph and in victory. And then she said that things changed. And on the 22nd of June, 1941, which is really seen as this date that changed everything, where it became like a national war, where Germany then wanted to attack Russia and Belarus and Ukraine were like the shields protecting Moscow and that Ukraine fought as valiantly and as strongly, as powerfully as they could to protect Moscow and to defend Russia. And she said to me that it was an 84-year-old woman from... Ukraine saying that never would she have ever, ever believed that she would live again to experience that 22nd of June, 1941, but that this time it would be from Russia. Sure. She said just that Ukraine took such a huge strike all in protection on defense of Moscow and Russia. And that it's just crazy for them that there's this man who has this power and authority and no one in his inner circle is challenging him. And all of them are just cheerleading and being voices to echo and champion whatever he says currently and that they actually don't know like what is going on, what to do, how to cope. She was saying that there's there are men, because she's not in, so she's in Europe and she's got a sister in Europe, but she's also got um family still in, in like Moscow. And how there's men who don't want to fight and, and they just don't know what to do. They're trying to get tickets to kind of exit Russia to go to other countries because they don't want to be conscripted to have to fight and kill anybody. It's It's not what they want. And, um, yeah, it was, and just sharing how, you know, the years back, all the most fond, beautiful memories that she has between Moscow and Ukraine and all of it seeming so surreal and unreal and like witnessing such a sort of nightmare at this stage and she was saying that um she has all these mixed feelings you know on the one side feeling so much shame sort of on behalf of russia and then also having such a depth of connection and that to ukraine that also feeling such pain for them and um then as always we like run out of time and it was my next student. Um I just really was grateful to hear from somebody um who's directly has family there and just always just remember that they're they're people. It's not this one against this one and this whole labelling. show, sure, but just the amount of lives and people that get caught in, in this Crossfire in this um, it's all like one one person, I yeah, um, I also just want to end this with a prayer that I actually um was posted. Marianne Williamson posted this prayer, and I thought it was beautiful that dear God, please send miracles to the people of Ukraine. Send angels to minister unto them, bring calm and peace to their frightened hearts, and awaken in Vladimir Putin the truth of who we are, and soften his heart and remind him of his soul. Please, God, may there be peace. Amen. And on that note, as is usually customary to aim at about 10 minutes, I leave and love you fine folk until we meet again.